God is with you. Let us pray. Divine sower, scattering seed, never hoarding, wasting life or so the world thinks. Give us the depth to receive the gifts so freely given and the maturity to revel in love's abundant, reckless growth through Jesus Christ, the grain of life. Amen. One day last spring, I picked up my son Jimmy from his preschool class. He was out in the yard, like climbing on this little climbing structure. And when he saw me, he turned around, jumped down, and ran toward me with his arms stretched out for a big hug. I miss those days, and who knows when it's going to come again, but I look forward to it. As we walked back through his classroom, his teachers handed me a stack of his precious artwork and a clear plastic cup filled with dirt. At the top, a tiny green sprout poked through the soil. The teacher said it was a bean plant. I had been down this road before. Kids come home with little plants all the time, and most meet the same fate. Two weeks of growth and, ne and neglect followed by an unceremonious disposal in the compost. But this time, I thought we'd try something different. We had just built new raised beds in the backyard, so I planted Jimmy's sprout in the corner of one of those beds. Over the course of the summer, the plant grew about four feet tall. It was enormous. Easily the biggest plant I've ever grown, it had green bean pods all over it. It had full leaves. It was beautiful and a little bit scary. It was amazing to see how a little bean, this little plant could grow so big in the right circumstances. Hence, the parable of the sower. In the right circumstances, seed will grow and flourish. In the right conditions, the good news will settle into our being and spread. God can change the world through us if we don't choke that potential with worries, fear, or shallow understanding. Fair enough. I think we all understand that. It's important to nurture our spiritual selves, develop habits of helping others share the love we've received, clear out our hearts, and widen our minds so that we are able to greet others with hospitality and grace the grace of God. For me, mindfulness practices are crucial to helping my soil stay rich. I do breathing exercises. I sit Zazen. I do walking meditations. When I was in seminary, I went to France and visited Thich Nhat Hanh at his plum village. And while I was there, one of the practices that stood out to me is that at mealtimes, you ate in silence, and every single bite you would chew 40 to 50 times. You'd put it in your mouth, put down your utensil, and just focus on this food, chewing it 40 to 50 times. And 
paying attention to what you were doing. It was great. It felt clear and balanced. I felt ready to grow. And I love those practices, but that is not all this parable has to offer. Around the same time that I planted Jimmy's bean plant, I planted a single starter of mint. It was in a bed adjacent to the bean plant, a different bed, and it was toward the front. By the end of the summer, the mint had taken over that entire bed. It was pouring over the edges. It wasn't until quarantine eight months later that I realized just how extensive the damage was. I wanted to try growing ranunculus, which are Mary Beth's favorite flower. So I cleared the mint, but it just kept coming back. The roots were everywhere. I've since cleared the bed of mint three times and it keeps coming back. There's a lot we could say about that. We could say that without great intention, the weeds and worries of this life will choke anything else we try to cultivate. Fair enough. We could look into this parable and assume that we are all bad soil of varying degrees. And I think that's the way we often hear this parable. Like we have to be perfect soil, just right to receive God's love and be part of the kingdom. But that's not true. In fact, some of the worst soil makes the biggest impact. I'm thinking of people like Bill W., the founder of AA. What if he were never an alcoholic? Or how about Pope Francis, who, as Father Bergoglio, opposed liberation theology and facilitated the capture and torture of liberal priests during Argentina's uh, Guerra Sucia. The Apostle Paul murdered people in the early church, but he went on to be one of the primary shapers of Christianity. Surely the seed of the gospel grows where the soil is imperfect. This parable is not about being perfect. It's not even about the soil, nor is it a parable of the seed. It's the parable of the sower. What does this parable say about the sower? This sower is crazy, decadent. Who plants like this? The sower scatters seed everywhere. Seed falls anywhere and everywhere. The sower is trying to grow things wherever she can. If the seed is the word and the sower is God, then this story reminds us that God will try anything to reach us. God is not afraid of wasted seed. God lives in abundance. The seed of God is everywhere, reaching everything. Any patch that is not completely consumed can yield a harvest of 30, 60, or 100 times. 30, 60, or 100 times. Imagine that. Imagine 30, 60, 100 houseless people with a place to call their own because of one individual. 30, 60, 100 undocumented students liberated to pursue their lives in education because of one person. 30, 60, 100 girls raised to earn as much or more than their male peers because of one person. 30, 60, 100 times, 100 
people, a hundred black children who know that their lives matter and they are safe, that they are precious children of God. I have seen God's goodness spread. I've seen it right here in this church. I've seen it all over the world. God is constantly scattering seeds, trying to grow love eternal. And I know, I know it can be hard to see that right now. The coronavirus and its economic impact can be terrifying. We all wonder, what does the future hold? When you feel the weeds and rocks and birds of anxiety clouding your vision, remember the sower. The sower scattering seed everywhere. Growing and spreading 30, 60, 100 times. Such is the Spirit of God working in the cracks, springing up everywhere. Clear your hearts till your mind tend to your compassion because God is planting something new in you and the world needs to see it grow Amen The mustard seed this week is to follow the example of the extravagant sower. Every person you meet this entire week, I want you to think, I love you. Not romantically, not in a creepy way, just I love you as a child of God. I see that you are a child of God. Just think it sometime while you're talking to that person. Sometime when you see that person. Sometime when you are going about your life. All through this week, scatter the seed of intentional love and see what happens. Have a great week. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles. 
and bring them the joy of your salvation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good earth and for the wisdom to live into our interdependence with all of God's creation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God, the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For deliverance from all violence, oppression, and degradation. For the good work of this community, may our roles be uplifted by one another as we do healing work in Isla Vista and beyond. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. We pray for all who are sick and afraid, for the houseless and the mentally ill, for the marginalized and the victimized. We pray for Joan, Robert, Barbara, Callie, Diane, Sophie, Stephen, Tristan, Amelia, for all the unemployed, for UCSB and all the students and teachers, for all who are struggling with the uncertain future, for a sign of life to come. For all of these we pray. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. All that we have asked faithfully, grant that we may obtain effectually to your honor and glory. Amen. And now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Peace to love and serve the Lord.